from architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater. Radio 111 presents Bonnie G and Brian Mendoza with The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie and Brian. And welcome to The Desert Scene. I'm Bonnie G here with my fabulous producer, Brian Mendoza. And we are really happy to welcome to the show today, Ellen Goodman, who's director of the Foundation for Palm Springs Unified School District. And they've got this fabulous event coming up, One Night Out, Havana Nights on October 1st. Hi, Ellen. How are you? Bonnie, I'm great. Thank you so much. Excellent. So tell this sounds so much fun. Tell us about it. We are so excited. Um, it just started in... Um, meetings uh, with uh, alumni. So the foundation has really wanted to produce something by alumni, PSUSD alumni and for PSUSD alumni. And honestly, in January 2022, we started brainstorming what could we do. And as we kind of move through our isolation period and more people are gathering, uh, we thought, wow, wouldn't it be great to go to the Palm Springs Air Museum and just have a big party just celebrating us Mm -hmm. And after brainstorming and kind of hashing through ideas, we came out with this, uh, let's bring Cuba to Palm Springs and have a Havana party. And so that's where that's what we ran with. Love it. So um, swing to sultry sounds, sights and sips, classic cars, photo ops, cigar lounge, live entertainment by Ganban and DJ Mod Girl. Fabulous choices for entertainment. So tell us a little bit more about. um, So it's October first, seven to ten. Tell us a little bit more, some more details. How can people get tickets, and what else can they expect? Wow. Okay. So tickets can be purchased at one night out dot net okay that's one night out dot net so tickets can be purchased there and when people arrive in the evening they will be greeted by classic cars mm-hmm. they'll move through the entrance we are transforming the air museum we've purchased or have produced um, large banners trying to create a kind of courtyard or downtown Havana feel to the environment. So we'll have images hanging. When people walk in through that entrance, they'll see those images. They'll see more classic cars. There'll be photo ops at the classic cars. Then they'll move through the cars and the images that introduce the evening to everybody, to the space. There'll be the band, Uh, the VIP lounge, the cigar lounge. We'll have food stations everywhere. Bars will be set up everywhere. And then we'll have our photo booth area also set up. There'll be tables where groups can sit, small cocktail tables where it can be a little bit more intimate. And then, of course, our high top tables where we can just kind of stand and put our drinks and our our food on. Mm -hmm. Um, We're hoping that the weather will cooperate and that we'll have the hangar doors open of the Air Museum at 7 o'clock. Our sun will be setting. Mm -hmm. It'll be starting to become evening. You'll have the mountains in the background. When you walk in, we really want the evening to be popular with some Cuban kind of Latin jazzy music and then the musical escalates so that we'll all go out and we'll dance and while you're there you can get maracas you can purchase your fedoras you can get fans and there'll be chocolate cigars for our non-smokers and then cigars being rolled uh, during the evening for our individuals who might want to sample that and that will be on the outside by the where the hangar doors are uh-huh. wow it just sounds fabulous what a fun evening so tell us tell us a little bit more about the foundation um, and what what all you you do what what does the foundation do in general that's a great question the foundation raises funds 
for programs and projects at our school district that district budgets and government budgets don't cover. Mm. Or I should say that they are so underfunded that it's very difficult to have the project or program be district-wide. So the foundation is always looking and working with administration to see what needs to be district-wide. So very different than a PTA, very different than school-based fundraising. We are a district-wide initiative, and we fund projects that will ultimately be able to be rolled out and touched by every single student. Wow. Wow. And it seems, you know, it's kind of, boy, school, I'm, I'm actually glad I don't have a school-age kid right now. Um, there's a lot of challenges in schools that people didn't used to have. I mean, first of all, you, of course, you dealt with the pandemic and, and remote learning and masks and all that stuff and keeping kids safe and vaccinations. And now, of course, you, people are really thinking about safety in schools and avoiding shootings. And what do you do? I mean, my gosh, there's so many more things to worry about than there used to be. It- this is true. And, and actually, I don't think it's unique to schools. I really mm-hmm. just think in our, on our continent, like we are faced with things we were not faced with 20 and 30 years ago. And mm-hmm. you know, it's, an, it's an evolving trend. So uh, it's, sad, it's sad that we have to think about this with little people yeah. because we want to be able to protect them. But we also have to think about it with our families. We definitely think about it with our neighbors. I, I, mean, I know I think about it every day I walk outside. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think it's a, a global a global circumstance. Mm-hmm. So how long have you, you're the director of the foundation, and so how long have you been with them? I'm starting my 10th year. Wow. And what, what um, other, so we kind of mentioned a little bit, what unique challenges or what, what's different this year? or what, uh, How has the, your work changed or the foundation evolved over the years that you've been with them? Oh, I love that question. It really has evolved. When I first came on board, the foundation was a volunteer-run nonprofit. So I should say that the school district established a 501c3 nonprofit in 2008-2009, and it was with the goal and the purpose to raise funds for programs that they struggled to cover in their budgets. Mm -hmm. So the organization or the nonprofit was volunteer-run by a board of directors. So it follows all of the federal and state guidelines that any nonprofit would, would follow. And in 2008, 2009, they established it. And then in 2013, the school district, the school board made a decision that they would fund the staffing Mm. to see really what could get generated if indeed it went from a volunteer-run organization to a PSUSD staff-run organization. Mm. And so we came on in 2013. I'm very happy to say we've just really had tremendous growth and tremendous, you know, we, we, we see the needle moving up. Really, we saw the needle moving up year after year after year. And then, of course, we had COVID. Mm-hmm. And so the needle changed. And now we're coming out of that. This year has been a very, very strong year. Last year was actually quite uncertain for a lot of our community members, not really knowing whether or not school would stay in session the entire time or right. you know, would they be able to have all the fun programs that kids love to have to keep them engaged. And so we did, you know, we, we, we didn't have as strong of a year as we would normally have, but coming out of COVID, it was going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And then this year, it, it's kind of exploded. And I think that's not just because our community is supporting school-based initiatives, the school is also able to, to generate programs and, and, and mature them, right? So that not only are they in the incubation, but now they're growing. And a yeah. good example would be our robotics, uh, the school district's robotics programs uh, and the wellness centers. And those are um, projects that the foundation does fund. Uh, so they're more mature, 
and they are a little more established and, and mm-hmm. we, have, we have proof of concept and we're able to share that with people. And so I, it's very easy to engage people when you actually make the right match, right? You don't want to talk to a community member about robotics if they're interested in the arts. Right, so right. We make our matches out there. Mm-hmm. So we really have had a lot of growth. The other thing is we the organization went from a fairly small board of directors uh, about the size of nine while it was a volunteer-run organization. And now that we're PSUSC staff members, that uh, we now have 17 board members. So our board is growing, our infrastructure is growing, the programs and projects are growing, and the community awareness. And that was one thing we didn't really see, and that was that the community becomes more and more aware. That's one of the goals of the event, the Havana Nights, is really to create this awareness, because the more awareness out there, then the more support we can have for our students. Sure. And is, would you say one of the, I mean, one of the things people talk about all the time uh, with school, you know, school budgets get cut and that kind of thing, is that one of the things that unfortunately tends to be the first to go is music, which is so music programs, which are so important to kids. I mean, there have been a million studies about how uh, music is helpful in other areas of education. It just makes a well-rounded kid. So is that is that something that your foundation has worked on as well? Yes. So our school district is a arts equity district, and there's just a few of them uh, in Riverside County. So we're an art equity district, which means every single student's going to get the arts, mm, it, it, regardless great. of budget cuts. Yeah. Every single student will get the arts. But here's the difference. So the school district can actually staff music teachers, right? They can provide teachers. Mm-hmm. They can staff that. But sometimes they can't afford the instruments. Right. So the foundation had a three-year campaign to get musical instruments into the hands of elementary school kids. They had the teachers. Mm-hmm. And so year one, we provided um, third graders with their recorders. Those are like little flutes. And then in year two of the campaign, fourth graders got ukuleles. Now we're in year three of the campaign, year three, and the fifth graders are getting keyboards. Oh, my gosh. Like I said, the the foundation funds, they raise the money, we fund the programs, and then the school district staff does all the implementation, all the management of it, all the teaching of it, all the learning of it. So it's a great relationship. And, And we are school district employees, like I said, and the school district does cover salaries Mm-hmm. and the benefits for our staff, which means 100% of the money that we raise goes right right to the instrument, for yeah. example. Yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah, that's great. And so I want to go back to this event. I'm just looking at some more. Th- so uh, food, it's been catered by Lulu. Lulu Kate. Lulu's, of course, is fabulous. And... Um, uh, and I want to talk about your sponsors. Event sponsors include Agua Caliente Band of Coya Indians, Amazon, the Grace Helen Spearman Charitable Foundation, Jim and Carol Egan, La Quinta Brewing Company, Lulu, Spencer's, and the Western Wind. Tell me about the Western Wind Foundation. I'm not familiar with them. What is it? What so is they're they like a they're, they're like a quiet storm. Western Wind Foundation has been in our valley for a while, very thoughtful, very intentional, and they really, and I can only speak for myself, Um, and some of the trends that I've seen, and that is they really love the startup and the go-go stage, uh, and stages that can stick, Mm. right? So it's very, very hard to raise funds for projects and programs that does not have a track record. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And right, so so one of our examples we'll use are the wellness centers that our school district is establishing. Well, there's really no proof of concept. We know there's a need for mental and behavioral health, but they've never really had wellness centers. They have care rooms, they have right. nurses' office, they have principal's office. 
And so Western Wind came in. They were our very first funder to help us establish a prototype. So they funded the very first wellness center, which then allowed us to show other funders, you know, and other and donors what wellness centers can actually they do. do. So yes. Very early, early money is like yeast. It's really, really important. And um, a seventh grade essay contest. It has not. It had not been district wide. It was not being produced at the schools. And they came, Western Wind came in at very early and said, this is really important to get our seventh graders to, to be writing and storytelling. I mean, it's really a very personal, not just academic development. It's very cathartic to have our, ourselves. And we're getting away from writing. You know, as a society, yes. I know I yes. am. Yeah. Right? Everything's electronic. So Western Wind came in and said, you know what, this is really important. Let's, let's seed, seed money the very first essay contest I love and, it. and allow it to grow. And, and, and they're doing this all over the Valley, I really must say. We're very fortunate to be the recipients of their support. Well, it's just fabulous. Well, Ellen, it's wonderful chatting with you. The director of the Foundation for Palm Springs Unified School District, this wonderful event coming up will benefit them. One night out, Havana nights, drums will play, hips will sway. October 1st, 7 to 10 p.m. Uh, tickets, you can go to www.onenightout.net. Gan Band, DJ Mod Girl, Cigars, Fun Food. It sounds like a great night. Thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate it. Bonnie, thank you. Dust off your dancing shoes, and we'll see you on October 1st. Okay, sounds good. All right, Ellen Goodman, thank you so much, and we'll see the rest of you next time on The Desert Scene.